0: Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Midwives, are you set up to be in practice for a long, long time? Or are you feeling the sensations of burnout taking hold? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 82 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and today's episode is going to be of great benefit to midwives and mothers alike. So mamas, if you love your midwife, make sure you share this podcast episode with her. Why? Today's guest, Leslie Cornwell, is a midwifery business consultant, and she has a passion of helping midwives grow and run thriving, brilliant practices that stick around for 30 plus years by preventing burnout. She's a midwife herself, and she's struggled with the same burnout issues as many of my listening midwives will surely have experienced themselves. Now, before we hop into this episode, I'd love for you to take a quick screenshot of you listening in and post it to your Instagram stories. Tag Happy Home Birth Podcast, and I will be sure to feature you in my stories as well. Don't forget to check out the show notes of these episodes. They are full of useful links and summaries. All you have to do is go to myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash episode and then whatever number you're listening to. So today would be myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash episode 82. All right, let's hop on over to our interview with Leslie. Please remember that the opinions of my guest may not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa, and neither one of us are acting as your medical professional. So continue to see your doctor, midwife, or if you're like me, your chiropractor. Leslie, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Homebirth
1: Podcast. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for having me. I'm very excited to be here today.
0: I'm so excited to have you. And I'm really excited because I love getting the perspective of midwives. So this is going to be great. But if you wouldn't mind, would you start by introducing
1: yourself to the listeners? Yeah, I'm Leslie Cornwell. I am a certified nurse midwife that practices all over the country. I practice in Alaska, Indiana, my home state, Michigan, Massachusetts. I have three boys. They were all born at home. I was a labor and delivery nurse for five years before becoming a nurse midwife. And I was one of those goofy labor and delivery nurses that everybody thought, you take the gal with the birth plan and I loved it. So yes, I have had an amazing journey the last 10 years that I've been fascinated since 16. so probably been around birth world for about 16 years now, but when I wanted to be a midwife at 16 and chose, okay, do I want to be a certified professional midwife? Do I want to be a nurse midwife? Do I want to be a a licensed midwife? There were so many amazing options. I chose a nurse midwife because I wanted that balance where I wanted alternative and normal, but I also wanted a little more access. We didn't know where we were going to be in the country. And so as a nurse midwife, the regulations were a little more autonomous nationwide. So, Yeah, it's been a very exciting journey. I started two years ago, Midwifery Business Consultation, because I had a private home birth birth center practice for four years, and I realized how little I knew about the business side. I realized I loved birth, but I didn't know much about budgets and accounting and marketing and just taxes and all these things that birth workers don't go to school for, don't plan on being part of. But when you run your own private practice business entity, it's a must. So I stepped back from running the private practice because I got tired, exhausted, and I was losing that mission because I was taking more and more ladies because of the numbers. And so I stepped back and took business courses, accounting, legal, finances, monetary history, economics. They've just fascinated me because. They give midwives and birth workers so much access to opportunities to serve women, so that's been my driving force the last couple of years is helping particularly midwives. I mean, I help a few other birth workers to start their own private practices and understand that business side of their practice.
0: I love that, and I love what you're saying in the sense that you know you supporting the midwives leads to more mothers being able to be supported so that's such a fantastic way to still be able to support mothers, you know, and support midwives. That's that's amazing.
1: Yeah, I know. I think of with women and originally when it morphed in my mind when I was 16, I was like, well, with women is holding your hand during labor and it's evolved. I've always loved woman empowerment. I've always loved uh, rights and the possibilities we are we are super women. The stuff we do in today's society. And I figured out in time being a leader and being bigger system thinking gives me these unlimited opportunities to serve more women, to serve more communities, to be able to help create more birth centers, more home birth practices, so that yes, instead of catching a baby and holding a hand, I can support her woman empowerment. I can now support a nationwide woman empowerment. Oh
0: yes, exactly. And you you alluded to this earlier, but it's so true that need for someone to understand midwifery, for someone to understand the birthing system and to be able to make that more financially accessible to these midwives because it's, you know, it's its own niche little area. So that is so cool that you were able to really focus on that. And now you're able to to explain these systems to midwives.
1: Well, healthcare is just, it's a hard system in the United States in general, whether you're a, physician doing a private practice or a midwife, it's minority private practices are getting less and less over time. The bigger healthcare system has challenges to it to be a successful, longstanding, sustainable practice, let alone being a midwife. We're we're like minority on top of minorities. So yes, my heart goes out to this unique. It's not an issue of demand by far. It's the challenges of The burnout is high with midwives for being on call, doing more smaller private practices, and then the barrier for business. And so I've really been fortunate to help a lot of midwives get a good foundation for their practices to help instead of being around for a couple years, that honeymoon phase of a business, they can be around for 30 years. (laughs) I love that.
0: Now, I want us to dive into the business side of things in a moment. Before we do that, could we hear some of your birthing experiences and how that... So you were a midwife before you had your first child, or was that around the same
1: time? Yeah, so my first child was actually my first semester of midwifery school. So oh, yes, my nice. first two kids who are eight and 10, I had while I was in midwifery school. So talk about the best kind of support possible you can have is understanding pregnancy brain and trying to finish graduate school. And then I have a one-year-old. So my last baby has been during this transition of doing more of an independent lifestyle. I was doing primary care, women's health, independent into practice, and then doing the midwifery business consultation. I think that's the benefit is once you learn this business side, your midwifery skill can adapt to where you are in your life. Like I was an independent contractor for a while, and you can really negotiate your skills into possibilities that may be, okay, I don't quite want my own private practice now, but there's no jobs for midwives. I went on Indeed. I can show midwives how to advertise themselves to a private practice, a hospital organization, a locum contract company to show their value like a reverse like there's so many possibilities not just running your own private practice so it's definitely my three babies were all born at home but my first was 10 pounds and I was a labor and delivery nurse and yeah it was a big reality check being on the sidelines you have the arrogance like oh I help women all the time I'll be a pro at this and you have no idea what women feel until you go through it (laughs) Uh,
0: Yes. (laughs) I was a student midwife when I had my first and it was, yeah, it's like, oh, I think I get it. I've been to all these home births. I know what it's like. And then you are in labor and then you have your baby. And then when the mom comes and complains about morning sickness, you're like, oh my gosh, I know. I'm so sorry. Like, it's just so much more real and almost there's this intimacy to it once you've been through it yourself and can just so Deeply, foundationally.
1: oh, yeah, yeah. That empathy level, I remember in details. My first, like, few births after coming back, having my first, I'm like trying not to cry, or like I just was so connected with her feelings. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that pregnancy brain and that labor amnesia had not kicked in quite yet, and I just, yeah, that deeper level of connection. I'm like, yes, husbands and partners are amazing support, but you could tell a big difference of a midwife or a support team that's been through it versus they've just supported it their whole life.
0: Right. It's so funny. I even think about the first few times that I went to the store. I can remember this one time in Costco where I like locked eyes with this other mom and she had older kids, you know, like maybe five-year-old and seven-year-old or something like that. And I have my newborn baby and my little wrap. And I just like locked eyes with her and felt like she was my best friend just because she had kids. Like just, Oh, she's been through this before. Like, you know, there is something just, Oh, so connecting about that. That's so neat to hear
1: from your perspective. For sure. A (laughs) hundred percent.
0: And so, okay.
1: So your first baby, you were L and D nurse. And then what about your second birth? So my second baby, uh, so that's another fun story. So I had six months of clinicals and there weren't clinical sites in my town. So we had sold our house and they were supposed to come to inspect that day. And I went into labor and we were moving out of state to finish school and it was just, it's that stereotype where I call them and I'm like, ah, I'm going to have a baby later today. You guys can't come over. She's like, Oh, what's that a deal while you're at the hospital? We'll just stop real quick. And I was like, No, 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 no. You don't understand. You can't come over today. Because I didn't want the new buyers to be weirded out that I was having a home birth in their house right before they took over. But they were awesome about it. So it was just, yeah. So I remember my six week visit, we didn't even have furniture. It was like my last day in the house. Like I just put up a folding chair for my midwife to come visit me. But yeah, I mean, I it was such a roller coaster ride with my kiddos. My, my second birth was my most amazing. I got my water birth and my son was two pounds less. And it was just a fraction of the time. It was one of those births where I was like, I could have 10 kids if they're all like this one. And then, yeah, my third, because it had been eight years and you, you forget when you don't have a baby for a long time and that empathy level's still there, but it's not to that level. He was a little harder than my second. And, and you get older and you, you're not able to be as limber as you used to be. But no, I had amazing births. I was very fortunate to have the same home birth midwife. I kind of begged her to come out of retirement for my last. And It is. It's one of those things like, and that's part of my empathy is there's so little options. Like I had internal connections. If I didn't have those internal connections, there weren't options for home births in this area anymore. And so it broke my heart when I closed my practice. It wasn't just me saying, okay, go over to this place. It was, okay, there's not really any options, but I'm going off the deep end. So you're probably not a good choice with me right now it was very difficult because you want access. You want women to have so many options that they pick the one that's the best fit for them. And that's part of the drive of why I've pushed so hard for this midwifery business consultation because I don't want, especially nurse midwives, typically they think they're going to work in the hospital. There's very few jobs for new graduate nurse midwives in the hospital. And they just, if we can give the empowerment of, you can start a private practice as a new graduate, I'm here to support you through it. How many more home birth practices and birth centers we would have across the country? Oh, please more, please,
0: please more (laughs) because you're right. And Mm -hmm. I even think about how I am guilty of saying like, oh, make sure you find the midwife that fits best with you and interview a lot of midwives, blah, blah, blah. And that's so true But that's from me coming from a place where I happen to live in an area that has a number of midwives and I happen to have choices, but you know, there are places like you're mentioning in your own area where it's like, that's just not the reality. And it's because midwifery is so grueling. It's an intense job and it's one that I know that the midwives that do it, they choose it because it's a calling and it's a passion and there's a level of spirituality to it. but. That being the case, I love that there is someone coming alongside them like you and like Madeline, who's pushing for Madeline Murray of Believe in Midwifery, but who's Mm -hmm. pushing for that sustainability and to have that along with a plan for business. That's so huge. I'm so excited for all of this.
1: Yeah, I see it becoming massive, like on so many levels because it's unique, but it's needed. And I think it's a learning curve because there's two generations of midwives. I'm seeing big it's the calling you're going to give your heart and soul and your family goes second. And then there's the newer midwives are like uh, woman empowerment. In my perception is I can prioritize and I can choose. I want to be an amazing midwife, but I also want to be an amazing mom, aunt, sister. I want to make these weddings. I want to make these recitals and have these life experiences as being a midwife. So yes, Madeline and I are on the very same page of like, You can make amazing personalized care structured midwifery practices with two to three midwives, two to four, two to five, depending on your area and how many birth locations you have. But even if you're a solo practitioner, you have to have backup coverage and get that team approach going because it's so important. I think it's hard because consumers, they're thinking, well, this midwife's going to be for my birth. And. It's a five week window and she's got six, eight, four due each month. That that's a massive commitment and that underlining. I know yeah, Madeline and I talk over and over again about it. We want to prevent midwifery burnout. We want to have safe care. We want to have consumers that are highly satisfied with their practices and those practices will be around for their
0: exactly. Exactly. It's kind of that idea of like, okay, you could be here for a short crazy burst, or you could be more sustainable. And like you said earlier, be here for 30 years. So your business, how do you go about this? How do you help these midwives create these amazing business practices? Yeah.
1: So midwifery business consultation, there's many different ways we could do that. I have lots and lots of free resources on the website I've been writing blogs the last two years, and I'm more than happy if people send me emails. I can do certain topics if there's new updates or something that they really want to know about. I do online courses. There's a how to start a birth center course. There's a how to start a home birth course. There's a billing and coding course, a birth assistant course. We've got about 10 more courses we'll make over the next year. And so just kind of prioritizing which one makes the most sense next but I do consultations with people. I can just do one-on-one right now. I'm doing 30 minute complimentary consultations just to get people because it is so new and getting that branding and presence of the value and uniqueness. And then I do a, just a flat consultation fee hourly just to pick like a lot of people have really liked it as they're creating their businesses. We do a touch point every couple of weeks, every month. They bring their business questions. Okay, I helped them make their business plan. We've got a structure the next six months to a year to make this good foundation for their business. And they've got tasks for the next week. Like I joked, it's kind of like Weight Watchers. You've got your accountability business coach. And so they can brainstorm with me. They can send me emails. They can, they've can. they worked on their marketing. They've worked on their collaborations. They've worked on their billing, their fee schedule. There's It's overwhelming thinking about starting your own private practice. But if we can break it up into subset pieces that are obtainable over a time, you can see progress happening and you get a strong... I see too many times where, oh, I'll figure it out after the fact. And there's some practices been out for years and they still haven't gotten past a good part of the new business aspect. They haven't gotten insurance credentialing. Their accounts are out of balance because they don't have a good system in place of getting paid and processes. And that makes it so much harder to be a good midwife because you want to worry about that while you're planning. So then you can worry about the clinical side once you're into it and just the maintenance. So there's a lot of things that we have. I have Facebook. I'm going to start doing Facebook lives, just trying to give people with having the world at our fingertips and more of a quarantine attitude right now with COVID-19. I'm trying to do a lot more on-site whenever it works for you, automated educational resources. Yeah, Leslie. Did you say you have a one-year-old? <laughs> I do. I was gonna say. I hope you can't hear him in the backdrops. He's fighting his nap this afternoon. But yes, I have an eight-year-old, a ten-year-old, and a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a one-year-old as
0: well. And holy cow, you have gotten so much
1: done with a one-year-old. I can't, like. <laughs> I thought I was getting something you done. You gotta remember. But, oh my I gosh. Have the most, yeah, I have the most amazing husband. Like I laugh because we've been together for sixteen years, pretty much since I started nursing school and it's one of those things where either they're going to love me or think I'm crazy but I was like I'm going to nursing school to be a nurse midwife to do home birth and I'm going to have a stay at home dad husband anybody want to join this train so I've got an amazing husband that keeps our house strong and structured so I can I can live my dreams <laughs> oh, that's beautiful
0: and gosh the fact that you've got all of these courses coming out what an incredible or how many incredible resources that you are creating for for everyone. This is amazing. Yeah,
1: I'm very excited. We'll have a marketing course. And the first few were just myself. And i found like Madeline and I had talked about once the baby comes and maybe six, nine months from now, she's got a burnout course. That's amazing. I took it personally on sustaining midwifery and her course is a hybrid, with midwifery prevention of burnout and business startup. And so we had brainstormed, Let's make a more condensed course of a couple hours specifically about burnout. So there's so many birth workers across the country that I've had the opportunity to build relationships and networks that we're going to pull our expert resources and create more content and tools. So yeah, there's a lot of exciting courses that will come out the next year. Oh my word. I am so fired up right now. Like I am so excited
0: for all of this. I'm
1: glad Caitlin, I'm excited. So yes, midwives are just we are amazing and I think sometimes we don't give ourselves credit or people getting past that guilt like sometimes I'm just doing professional development I'm like being self-aware is not selfish you saying you want to be a mom on top of a midwife like I'm finding there's so many deep underlining woman ideologies that we have throughout history of we have to get past like just because you want to make money with your business does not mean you're greedy. It means you want to be financially sound so you can serve more women and now you can serve some underserved women. It's getting past these underlining stigmas of what a successful business or if you think about money and you talk about finances, there's some sort of mindset you have that people assume. So I do a lot just as much as teaching. It's the psychology aspect of business and finance that's really interesting with women. Yes.
0: And I was just thinking about that especially when you like consider a group specifically of women midwives i mean these are the nurturers right these are these are the people that are so mm-hmm. compassionate and caring so it's kind of like we've got that layer of just women in general having those kind of concerns and then on top of that you might
1: have some like super super ones because they are in these nurturing fields and part of the fascination, when I do the consult, I really make individualized, I help brainstorm business models because there's dozens and dozens of business models out there, depending on your location and your short-term and long-term goals. Like if you don't want an ounce of business, like I don't want to deter people away to say, oh my gosh, I don't want to run my own private practice because I want nothing to do with a business model. Well, we can easily partner you with somebody that has that expertise. You focus on the clinical side, whatever makes you passionate, but then you get a business partner that has that part. So I I want people to not think creatively, think, not just put a wall of, well, I'd love, I like the idea of a private practice, but these are the barriers that are present. Well, let's have a conversation and see creative ways to get past those barriers. Like I don't want women to at all feel, I want you to find your passion and your drive because Businesses are going to have ups and downs. They're not a paycheck. They're not an employment. So you have to make sure you're meeting your internal drives when you're creating your business, not just, well, it's important and it's needed in the community. So I'm just going to learn it. Well, if you don't want to learn about taxes and legal, let's get you connected with the person that can do that part of your business. So I really stress, like, if you don't want to be the expert in this, which you should be expected to be the expert in every aspect of your business, who can we resource out to be that part of your business? That makes complete sense. And
0: it definitely allows for that ability of, okay, you get to focus on the part that you love. You shouldn't have to do everything. You focus on this and we'll find someone to take the other part.
1: Yeah. And I hear so many midwives. It's, it's interesting because it's, it's the history. If you don't have a business background or took business courses, it's giving advice to each other. We have the best intentions, but it's start small. You're not going to make money for a couple of years and just sacrifice everything. But there's different business models out there where you can make money from the beginning. You do not have to put in your own money. There's like being able to find investors, get a small business association, loan, get partners. I mean, that's why I stress to people. I'm like, make me a business plan as if there were no barriers, like make me a dream list. What do you want your practice to look like? Then we break it down. Where are the barriers? Well, I don't have a million dollars. I would love a birth center franchise, but it's going to cost this much money because I always tell people, don't try to skimp in the beginning making your dream business plan because if you need all this excess capital, but there's profit to be made, we will have no issues finding you a business partner. So I always stress, don't get discouraged. If it's your dream to run a birth center, but you don't have the money right now, you can't even pay your own bills, you have the knowledge and skills, you have value to contribute to this business, we can make it work. So it's very powerful to have that business sense and have somebody that can creatively look at a midwifery business in a different way. I love that. Now, Leslie, we have talked about
0: all of this, but we haven't talked about where midwives can go to find your courses and to find your information. Because I know that there are a lot of listeners who are midwives. And they are going to be so excited about this. So, where do they find more about you and
1: how do they get plugged in with you? We have many different avenues. So, midwiferybusinessconsultation.com. You can literally just Google search midwifery business consultation. I'm Leslie Cornwell, Certified Nurse Midwife. We have a Facebook page, Midwifery Business Consultation. I have a YouTube channel, Midwifery Business Consultation. So I'm trying to use every avenue. There's a podcast out there too. So it's just taking the interviews. I've had fun the last month. I've been interviewing midwives all over the country that have different businesses so that we can inspire other midwives to create. Like there's one that has her own ultrasound training business and birth centers and home birth practices and Like educating birth workers, like there's so many unique aspects. So, yeah, midwifery business consultation, they can email me. And if there's any suggestions of resources people want to see out sooner than not, please send your suggestions. I
0: am so excited, Leslie. I (laughs) really like this is just so incredible. What an amazing resource that you have created. And I cannot wait to see how this business, how your business of creating businesses, Continues to take off, especially seeing you, you know, work with Madeline in the future too. That's good. You guys are going to be just an incredible dream
1: team. Oh yeah, we were such an amazing team. It was just funny. I think it was about nine months ago. I was just, you know, you're trying to search. Well, how do I rank in this? So I'm putting in business. I'm putting in midwife. I'm putting in common words that people might be searching, and that's how I found Madeline. And we just instantly connected. We've done a couple interviews together, and after yet she has the baby, I just. We're on such the same page and we need to get more midwives that have this passion to support midwives and get different expertise pulled together. So yes, Madeline and I are going to definitely make some amazing things happen the next few years. Well, we will be on the lookout for that and I will have
0: you guys back on the podcast together. So (laughs) I'm looking forward to that. Sounds great. Awesome. Leslie, thank you so much for sharing all of this information. It was such an honor to talk to you on Happy Home Birth Podcast.
1: Well, thank you very much, Caitlin. I appreciate being here.
0: Amazing, precious ray of sunshine that you've ever heard. I am just so grateful to have become acquainted with her and I'm so excited for the work that she is doing. And really for this episode roundup, all I want to do is just take a moment to thank all of the business-minded professionals who are supporting mothers by supporting midwives, just like Leslie. Thank you so much, Leslie, for what you are doing and for all of the other women out there who are doing the same thing. When we work together like this, we're actually providing more opportunities for mom to receive the beautiful care that we know they get through the midwives model of care. So thank you to all of you savvy, businessy women like Leslie. And that's all I've got for you today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Happy Home Birth podcast. Don't forget to jump into our Facebook group, and I look forward to seeing you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth
1: Podcast.